Welcome to the Nerd Out and Workout Podcast. Cast, 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 Everyone, this is Coach Austin here coming to you from Hyper Strength and Conditioning with your Nerd Out and Workout podcast. And today we're going to be nerding out about influencing and the influencers and all the social media things. I mean, hey, there's people out there who really want to make this into a living. And I have a living, breathing influencer right next to me. Her name is Helma. She's a social media influencer with 100,000 followers on Instagram. Talking about fitness, beauty, food, and sleep. And today we're going to be going over how she became an influencer, her road to the top, what is her day-to-day at this point, and what the future holds in fitness, beauty, and food. So, Helma, thank you. Welcome. Hi. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Nice to meet Everybody on camera, not you. Oh, yes. Very good. Uh, We just did a whole exercise movement series. So I'm a little winded right now and sweaty, so excuse me. You're not winded. <laughs> What's the uh, the drink? I want to shout out Raya stuff okay, real so quick. It's an organic Amazon energy. It's acai berry. It tastes like an Izzy drink, the blackberry one. It's pretty From good. Chipotle, you said? I mean, it's not only sold at Chipotle. She's just but... like, this tastes like the Chipotle drink. I always get it when I go to Chipotle. Okay. So it tastes like an easy drink. We're not sponsored by them, but we're just promoting it. But we could be. We could be. <laughs> Maybe. Chipotle. <laughs> All right. So so thank you again for coming on. Thank you for having me. Of course. And let's, let's get right in. Let's jump right into this road to becoming an influencer. Because people, like I said before we started... People always see this term around and, you know, it's like, oh, they're the cool kids and whatever. But let's let's pierce the veil uh, with the veil. Let's let's pull the veil back and and, and kind of talk about because you were telling me like, man, you, all the stuff that you're doing, even through the MySpace days of how you were setting up to now. It's like people don't even remember. My, there's people now who don't even know what MySpace is. And you were there just like teaching yourself stuff so please elaborate so back in high school myspace was a thing and back then you can customize your page more you can choose whatever audio you wanted to play when people go on your page or you can fully customize the layout and basically have anything on your page which was which was cool to me so what i did was taught myself html i don't know how i did i got a html for dummies book and i read through everything, I memorized all the color codes, the brackets, had to do everything. So I was that girl in high school that would have the best template on my space every week. I burned CDs for all my friends. Like I had the sickest playlist like, <laughs> with a hundred songs. Everybody knew me for that. So growing up I was very tech savvy. I'd have a new camera every year. And I, I took that from my dad. My dad's into photography, but my main passion was art. And I started taking art classes in middle school, and then I, I, I would always steal my dad's camcorder, the big ones that, like, mm-hmm. you would put on your hand. 
and I would just record myself just painting. And I'd force my mom to take me to Michael's. I'd get all like my like painting supplies, anything that had to do with arts and crafts, I was doing. So I liked that. And then I figured out, okay, like I really like cameras too. So let's incorporate them together. So I, I started taking video editing classes in high school. And I was like, you know what? I really want to do this. So um, I, I started with makeup when I was 15 years old. I would do makeup on my friends and family. And then I worked at makeup counters in Macy's. But back then, social media wasn't a thing yet. Uh -huh. Like MySpace, you couldn't, it wasn't normal to do tutorials back then. YouTube was around, but I would use YouTube more so for inspiration. Yeah. I wouldn't post on YouTube. Um, my biggest inspiration back then was Michelle Fawn. So I would watch her all the time. And Oh, yeah. She was like the, one of the originators, right? Yeah, yeah. she's an OG. Like, OG. She's, she's been on YouTube for years now. So she was like my biggest inspiration and motivation. And then um, I started on Instagram in 2011, 2012, and honestly, I did not expect my Instagram to blow up the way it did. I was on Instagram because of the filters. Um, a friend of mine forced me to download it. and Ex Provalencia. <laughs> Ex <laughs> Valencia is my favorite. Valencia! <laughs> Shit, I don't know what to put here. Valencia, I'll just make it look hot. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Um, and my friend and I, shout out Dimitri, he's one of my really, really good friends. I met him through social media uh -huh. back when Kick was a thing, remember? Kick? It was a messenger. So back when DMs were a thing on Instagram, because yeah. you couldn't DM people back no, then. No, you couldn't. No. So there was this app that people would use called Kick. And oh. that's, how, that's how influencers would give each other shout outs. I met a lot of influencers because we'd be like, oh, S for S, S for S, like oh, shout out for shout, shout out. out. So I met him that way, and I like, I didn't expect our relationship to last over five, six it's years. So quick. Yeah, it's, you guys it's, run into each other so fast. There's a lot of people doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, so him and I, we put together a lot of Instagram accounts and wow. um, just random things, memes, uh, text conversations so we blew up a couple accounts um that have at least million to three million followers really and then yes are those so, accounts still alive they're still alive um we sold about half of them so there wow. is there's a lot of money behind those when did this happen uh i don't even know about this guys that's crazy yeah so when is it like 2013 yeah so this is even before because even me as a as a business person, as a, even as an individual, I wasn't really into Instagram. Like, my sister-in-law and her boyfriend were like, you need to jump on Instagram. Like, Julian and Micah were mm -hmm. like, dude, you need to jump on Instagram. I That's feel like you're either into it or you're not. Yeah. And I, I was like, I, sh I should just force, I forced myself to get into it. And mm -hmm. now I'm like on it. I'm like mm -hmm. on it. So, that's crazy how you just kind of, it like snowballed into this thing. And you were kind of, was it, were like, was was that the beginning of the rise of all this Instagram stuff? Or was it like 2011, 2012 was like all you guys, people who are prominent now in 2018, 2019, like that's where everyone kind of started? Or did it even start before then? 
I think it was gradually building up. I think the engagement back in 2013 and 2014 to 2015 was much higher. If you go back to my recent posts, you'll see that I had 300 comments per post and at least 10,000 likes, yes. Wow. And I miss those days <laughs> because I would always get a notification that said, your image made it to the popular page. Wow, that's so sick. I never we got don't, those. We don't Sorry. have any more <laughs> Can you afford me one of those guys to see what it looks like? <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah. So they used to do that. They used to, like, reward you, like, hey, look what you did. Yeah, back then there used to be a popular page. Now it's the Explore page. Oh, which... Explore page. So you, you feel like, the, so obviously, the algorithm changed, right? Do you yeah. know for what reason? Because you're, like, in that. Because I know there's certain levels when you're in Instagram. There's certain levels that you reach when you have a certain amount of followers, right? Mm. So you have... I believe like they contact you and certain they give you a little more insight is that am i correct or is that a myth yes i i think what it is is our timelines are being flooded with ads because instagram is favoring people that are giving them money why wouldn't they yeah. so when we go on our instagram we see based off what we search for like if you go on sephora.com and you go on instagram you'll see a sephora ad while you're scrolling down and that's just you know yeah. your phone keeping track of what you're doing but back then when ads didn't exist and things were chronological it was much more easier for your friends to see okay Helma posted this a minute ago versus let me go back to my phone and see okay Helma posted this three days ago why is it on the top of my feed uh. because Instagram knows you interact with so-and-so you DM so-and-so frequently, but you haven't liked their picture, so here, here it is three days later. <laughs> when, it's, <laughs> when it's too late, when your friend thinks you hate her, like yeah, her picture. Yeah, sad. So it's not even about, well, it is based on kind of human behavior now, but more so it was more organic, right, than before. Oh, yeah. More. Now it's like, it's different. So what I'm very curious is that, like, when did you start noticing that your followers started getting more and more and more? You know, like, it's one thing to have, like, a couple hundred, then a thousand. Like, what's that breaking point of, like, is it, like, after you get to your first thousand, it's easier? After you get to your first five thousand, it's easier? Or what? I think, to me, once I hit ten thousand, it just kept going up naturally. I think, as humans, we, we focus on the numbers going up, so... Yeah, in the beginning, I, I kept track of every thousand, but to me, that was taking away from my focus on creating more content to build my page because I was becoming my own worst critic. Um, same goes for me not getting a certain amount of likes on a post. In the past, I would just delete that post because I was insecure. Oh, wow. But now it's okay because I've learned to accept that not everybody's going to like what I post, and that, that's okay. So if, if I, if one person, if I get at least one comment on a post, I'll be okay because at least I, I impacted one person as opposed to not posting anything and getting hate from, or not getting hate, but being let down from those people that were looking forward to me posting that day. Mm. What did you just focus on? It seems to me like you just really focus on the content mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. And that's what kind of, I think if you're consistent and if you are, true to yourself and true to what you're trying to portray to your audience if you're consistent to 
the three things that you said, the, the three rule, but if you are consistent, motivated, and you stay in those topics, I think, I mean, why else wouldn't there be a reason for you to gain more followers? If you, if you post more, if you hashtag your pictures, tag the location. Sorry, it's my mom. It's okay. Can I pick up? No, pick it up. Hello? Uh, can I call you back, mom? <laughs> <laughs> She's asking who's laughing. I'm filming a podcast. At Hello? Austin says hi. Hello. Do you want to say hi to the podcast? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on speaker so you can say hi to everybody. Okay. Oh, you don't want to say hi? <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm put you on speaker. Okay, say hi, mom. Hi. Okay, bye, mom. <laughs> that was cool. That was cute. That was awesome. Uh, cool. So. Sorry about that. No, don't say sorry. Uh, that actually leads into our next one, our second topic of like, what is your day to day like now as a bona fide social media influencer? Is it true that people kind of reach out to you to try to get them to sponsor their things and all that fun stuff? Like, what is it like? What is it like? So, every day is different, which I love. Uh, I get to be in control of what I want to do, what makeup products I want to post. I have a lot of brands who I'm currently working with, and they've added me to their PR list. So whenever a new product release comes out, I, I'm like one of the first to receive it in the mail. Wow. And as soon as I receive it, I take a picture, put it to my story, and then I sort out what I want to use in my future videos or tutorials. And then since I'm a nice person, I sort out makeup for my friends and family. So <laughs> whoever's That's in my nice. life benefits from that as well. But... Um, to me, I think my main focus every day is to watch what I eat, go to the gym, um, do my makeup, uh, figure out which brand I want to help that day. And if any opportunity comes my way, I have the opportunity and, you know, the decision to say yes or no. I have, I'm my own boss, so I have the control of what I want to do, which is the greatest because I don't have to be anywhere at 8 o'clock. I don't have to sit in traffic, and I'm happy. Wow. Do you have to plan out everything? Oh, yeah. Because, I, I mean, the way you were saying it, it was like, oh, I live this awesome life. But I know you were telling me this, that there's there's other stuff. Under I got that. my nails done for this. <laughs> <laughs> the little things, ladies and gents. The little things. The little things. But, no, seriously, like, you have to plan out. The, you can't just go on the fly, right? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so what do you, like, what really does it take? Like, do you, how far advanced do you plan out and do you A-B test stuff or do you, like, what constitutes, you know, your planning and, and, and building up your content and all that stuff? So I like to go on Tumblr or Instagram for inspiration or if I see something in nature, I use nature a lot for inspiration. If I'm walking my dog and I see a flower or a certain color of a leaf like if it's a golden leaf I'll go for a golden look that day but if it's an eyeshadow palette that recently got released I'll already know what look I want based off my favorite colors from that palette but it, it more so for me is my mood that day mm. and I don't have an expectation of what I want to achieve that day and for me 
no expectations is leading me to more happiness because in the past I would get so angry at myself if I filmed the video and I didn't like it. I have like, let me put it this way. I have more videos that I haven't posted that I have posted. So really? like, I have a lot of videos that I'm so insecure to post because my eyebrow is a little off or I didn't put eyeshadow right here. Like I'm being honest. I've spent hours filming and hours editing to not post. Well, I mean, that's what happens yeah. when you're trying to, like, curate more content. But does that bother you now? Yes. Yeah? She's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yes, I still do that. Um, but how far in advance do you actually plan a post? Here's the thing. Sometimes I plan, sometimes I don't. Sometimes it takes a day. Sometimes. So you kind of wing it. But not really. Kinda, but here's the thing. I I maintain me drinking a lot of water, me taking care of my skin. Yeah. So that prep work is constant. It's constant. That's always constant. So that stays that stays the same, you know. That's just it's like riding a bike, it never stops. You can't just let it go. You, you can't, can't just like No. I don't know. <laughs> so as far as exercise that that's already part of my lifestyle. Yeah. Makeup, it's, I don't know. Lately, I've been winging it, but in the past, it would take me up to, like, three days at times. Like, I would sit there and make face charts and put makeup on a piece of paper before I put it on my face because I wanted to make sure a certain color blended well with another color because I didn't want to waste my time and do it on camera and not like it later mm. on. So it seems like when you get into the makeup stuff, you're, like, dialed in. I'm zoned in. Like, it's, it's like Picasso. Well, yeah, because it's three yeah. days. Like, you, you get this blob of an idea, and then you just start chipping away. And that's pretty cool. I yeah. like that. If you guys want to see her stuff, where can they, where can they see this at? So everything is linked to Helma Rose. Um, that's just one word. It's H-E-L-M-A-R-O-S-E. It'll be on the show notes, ladies and gents. I will have it on the show notes. Um, cool. So that's your day to day. What does the future hold for Helma Rose and this influencing lifestyle now? So I want to incorporate fitness, health and makeup into something, whether it's a gym that has a salon that does makeup on clients with Ooh. my products, or I come out with makeup that you can use while you work out. So, I mean, Opportunities are endless, and I would love to collaborate with Adidas one day. Ooh, Adidas, shout out. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> but, I mean, my personal goals is to get married and have children soon. But my business goals, I have no goals because, I mean, not to say in a negative way, I, I take every day as a new day, and I try my best that day so I can have a better tomorrow. So... As long as I'm happy and I'm doing what I'm passionate about, I'll be fine. But I don't know. I just, I love to teach. My passion is teaching people. So if I can be on stage teaching 200 to 300 students about how to apply makeup, I'll be happy. So you want to teach. You want to be a guide. I, I want to be that fairy that just helps people and just makes them feel beautiful because I see a lot of people that, I mean, I'm suffering from it too, that 
doubt themselves. Mm. So very rampant. Why not lift each other up and make the world a better place? I like that. So so it seems to me you're going to start vlogging now. Yes. You told me. Yes. You told me before we started so, this. So next week I'm going to Miami for my best friend. Miami. It's my first mm. time. My first time going there. So welcome. I might Miami. not come back. <laughs> you might not come back. Don't say that. Don't say that. Please come back. Um, so you're going to be vlogging in Miami. You're just going to try it out. Because this whole video thing too. For those of you just listening to the podcast, we're also filming this. Um, but this kind of whole video thing is actually new to you, correct? Or no? I mean, I've always been behind the camera. I'm comfortable behind the camera. but In front of it? In front of it, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and behind it. But here's the thing. When I start talking to myself, I, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. If you're talking to yourself? Like, when I'm talking to the camera, I feel like I'm just talking to myself, and I just uh, feel... Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing. It's weird. And it, like I said earlier, it's like swimming. Once you jump in the pool... You just gotta do it. You just gotta do it. You'll so, be fine. I'll be fine. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Nobody will like it. It's fine. Someone will. I'll like it. Boom. Thank you. People who are listening to this podcast <laughs> will like it and watch it. Um, because, you know... Learning how to make makeup, like, or learning how to put on makeup is, like, a big thing. And, I mean, that's one of the reasons why Michelle Fan kind of rose to prominence, yeah. right? She was teaching things. She became the guide. And you know what? She did it all on her webcam. Like. No special super tools. Super low quality. And me, in the beginning, I didn't want to do any of this because I didn't have the proper equipment. But. Quote, unquote. It's all about lighting. Just go in front of a window and take a picture. I'm just doing it. Just get it done. See, so. What would you tell people who want to get into this now? Because I, I know there's another generation of people like, oh, I want to be an influencer. I want to do this. I want to do that. Just do it. Like, well, well what steps do they need to take? Because there's, there's the realistic, not realistic, there's the, there's the proper way. And then there's the, there, there's the, what are you doing? Like, you know, they're trying to be an influencer. You know what I mean? But they're, they, I mean, they're the like, cool oh. thing about this is there is no proper way. It's the oh, way that yeah. works for you. Okay. So, I'm doing makeup. It works for me. You doing makeup won't work for you. Right. You, you're, I mean, you're a power lifter. There's no way I could be a power lifter. So you got to figure out what you want. And you got to, you know, you're going to, it's all about trial and error. You got to figure out, okay, let me post this. If my followers don't like it, I have the option to delete it. It's not like it's going to stay there forever. So I think people are too focused about failing mm-hmm. and that just, causes them to hold themselves back would you recommend people hi Anson would you recommend people like to buy followers and do that route too like what what are the like the sins of like building a following I mean if you buy followers you're just fooling yourself yeah because is that a common thing still? Like, by viewing, by comments, or whatever? I don't like to focus on stuff like that. Yeah? It's negative. It's yeah. fake. Yeah. It's not authentic. So, I see a lot of people that have fake followers. You can tell if you click on their followers list, if a lot of the followers don't have profile pictures, or they have little amount of followers, but they're following at least 5,000 people the chances of them being a robot are 80%. It's pretty, wow. it's pretty high. But When did that become a thing? Um, Is it like new? I want to say 2016. I, used, I started getting um, spam emails from 
companies overseas, it's big overseas, they charge, I don't even know. Um, oh, shit. But yeah, um, it's, it's funny because anybody can tell if they go on Social Blade. So Social Blade is a platform um, that tells you how many followers each user has gained on that specific day and month and year. And they have a graph on the bottom of that list. So if your slope isn't moving up on a like organic level, like a nice, like, it, and, like a nice 45 degree angle, yeah. then you're buying your followers. Mm. Unless you're Kim Kardashian, you can't get famous overnight. Like, you know. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I can see that. Yeah. Um, dude, what was I going to ask? I had this. Oh, I was the, in the cusp of my brain. Uh, it wasn't important. No, it was important. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, what was it? Uh, it was going about teaching and then, oh, we talked about fitness because you work out and your skin. Talked about beauty and your makeup. Oh, I know. I remember my question. But now I'm going to talk about food. So what's up with the food? Future of food. What is food? Like, what is food to you? Life. <laughs> life. It's actually a good answer, guys. Food is life. Food is fuel. So do you like to splurge on food or do you just like? So this one time I had two Big Macs in one sitting. <laughs> okay. In my car to be exact. <laughs> and I did not regret it. Well, good. That's a great mentality. Um, for me, food, I'm like the pro Yelper. I find the best restaurants. I am the type of girl that will know what I want to eat that day. Like I will study that menu. Like I'm not that girl that says, oh, I don't know what I want to eat. No. No, you know what to eat. Oh, no, yeah. I know what I want to eat tonight. I want Benihana's. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember the question I was going to ask. Okay. And this is makeup related. Because I'm actually very curious. Because I do, like, if you're listening to this, you know, go to, go to Helma's stuff. Watch her tutorials. They're awesome. But then now I wanted to ask, like, putting a makeup on a guy versus putting makeup on a woman, is that, how is that different? Men have facial hair. Yeah. So, um... Because I know those guys who may put makeup on. How would... What are some key tips for them to get better at makeup versus a woman putting makeup on? Let's say for the first time. So, for men, um... Most men don't use skincare, so they have rough skin um, compared to women. Uh, my brother, I recently started forcing him to use skincare because... You're just getting bad. It's not getting bad. My brother has nice skin. Oh, okay. it's, it's more so preventative care. I, oh, okay. I, it, I don't want him to have wrinkles in his 30s and regret not taking care of his skin. So for everybody, men and women, I do highly suggest uh, drinking at least a gallon of water per day to make sure you're hydrated because we're made up of 75% water and our skin needs water. Yeah. <laughs> so maintain that healthy diet. And then for them to just get better at makeup, I start with skincare. Because yeah. skincare is such a taboo thing for them. So just well, get yeah, comfortable just touching your own skin. Um, once you form that habit, you'll want to expand to other things that will better your skin. Mm, I like that. Because that's kind of like the foundation of it all, right? Yeah. Your skin. Your, your skin. Yeah. I like that. Do you have anything else to say to our listeners? Anything? No. Any lasting words? I just want to say thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I 
enjoyed talking to you, and most importantly, I enjoyed our workout. Good. Very good. Thank you, Helma Rose, for coming on to the Nerd Out Workout Podcast, nerding out about influencer things, food, makeup, and uh, fitness, life, life <laughs> business, Everything. all that fun stuff. Um, ladies and gents, uh, this is uh, Coach Austin from Hyper Strength and Conditioning with your Nerd Out and Workout Podcast, and I will see you guys later. Later!